audio. Hello, everybody. National Bourbon Heritage Month continues with the best whiskey podcast in 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 this in, room. <laughs> I was going to go there too. Like, well, at least we think it's pretty good. Right, right. It's Mark Houston. It's Rob Henry. It's whiskey at work. We are. God, we're on the clock early. It's not even quite four o'clock yet. Yeah, we're, I got shit to do. Do you really? Usually, but usually you seem to make time for these in the afternoon. Yeah, we're well, I busy. do. I had to. I had, I had to break actual work early and come up with these <laughs> silly questions that, that, that you have a fought times? me on the answers. I was. <laughs> I was reading uh, Pappy Land. Okay. Are you aware of this book? I am not. My brother-in-law gave it to me. If it's by one of his favorite authors that I'm not going to be able to come up with today, Wright might right. be his last name. I'll probably look it up. Have a anyway, this writer is is documenting his his uh, visit and journey of sorts with the guy from Pappy Van Winkle. His family started it. Julian. And I'm drawing a blank on his right. last name too because right. I was reading it last night late. <laughs> it's a nice read, anyway. Okay. But anyway, so they were. He was. He was talking about some facts and stuff, so I've, I've got questions for you today. Oh, my God. Is that what you were doing yeah, today I, to come up with these? Well, I should have brought the stupid book with me. Payback from last week? Is it like a book book? Yeah, it's not a very big book. No, it's not like a Kindle read or anything. Well, yeah, I have a physical book. You my, have a physical book. My brother copy. gave me a physical So copy. you'll let me borrow it is what I'm hearing. Well, it's my brother's in-law's book. Oh. But, you know, He let you borrow. It wasn't a gift. Well, he didn't He didn't let me borrow. He just kind of forced it on me more than oh. anything, okay. which now I'm kind of happy about because I kind of enjoyed it. But <laughs> they right. were at the Kentucky Derby and talking about, I mean, it's been a, you know. I'm and it's called very, Pappy Land? Pappy Land, yeah. Pappy Land, okay. So it's a good show. I might book. buy. I might have to buy a copy if he wants this one back because right. there's some cool highlight. I mean, I want to highlight some stuff in there that's well, kind of factual and interesting, and you know, and ask him if hey, I, I know a guy I work with is relatively trustworthy <laughs> that takes. I take great care of books. Yeah. Oh, you should. Yes, you should see my collection. All on your Kindle? Well, because I've never opened any to you're, read any. I just like how, <laughs> I just like, like how they look on the shelf. Got all so, these leather-bound books right. that have never been cracked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pristine condition. First uh, edition. National Bourbon Heritage Month. We're still celebrating to make up for the first day that we did this, and we forgot about it. So I think we might just try to do it for the rest of this month. Or the actually. year. <laughs> sure. That's kind of what we've been doing for right. three and a half years anyway. And uh, we haven't put out a video lately either on any of this because, uh, for one thing, our videographer has been on vacation. A well-deserved, right. well-earned vacation. He totally has been. And, uh, you know, we just came off the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, I mean, which is – it's been over a month since that's been done. But still, we we take a month yeah, to recover from the that. Fair. And the fair rolled into it too. So we'll get back to the videos shortly. But I just uh, – I know that the – People have been clamoring to see our faces. <laughs> so I'm not sure they've been clamoring to see mine. I thought we better get on it, get that done. Um, okay, what are we drinking? Redwood Empire today. Yeah, it looks to be some sort of a blend between between California, Tennessee, Kentucky, and, and Indiana whiskeys. They just went out and got all of it, huh? Well, yeah, you know, blended put, it, in put it all together. The more stuff you mix together, the better it will be, apparently. It's the infinity bottle of new whiskey. Pipe dream. <laughs> Pipe dream by Redwood Empire. Um, this uh, Redwood Empire also creates the only rye whiskey that I enjoy sipping. The only one. I don't know. I don't know. It's well, let's just to be the fair. Way you've they... only tried four. 
Yeah, that probably is very fair. There's not many, because I don't like rye whiskey. I'm and, not a big fan either. And so uh, I, I tried theirs, though, and it was it was just delicious, because it didn't taste like rye whiskey. That was the whole. That was the whole reason. You and I tried that at, at uh, what forty four North and Rapid. Uh, Sturgis. Sturgis. Yeah, they have a cool little whiskey yeah, bar up little, there. Little so. of, uh, in a flight. It was, yep, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, so that's what we're going to be sipping on today. As we uh, apparently is now last week. If you go listen to the last episode, I made Rob answer some bourbon questions to see just how much he knew about bourbon. And I think you were around ninety percent. I was. Yeah, I was pretty about close. B plus, A minus. You did pretty good on that one. So, I missed the the water, right? Well, well you didn't tell you, you me. You didn't tell me there were two answers, right? To it. And you, you got half of it. I got so climate, half credit. Why, why, why? Kentucky is a perfect spot for yes. making bourbon. It's climate and the water. So I just hope you you took into consideration how easy I made your questions, and you won't embarrass me now with these questions. <laughs> That's what I'm well, hoping I, for. I, I could softball this to you pretty easy. <laughs> Uh, then hit me with one. Let's start with a, a question about all right. bourbon. All right. I think we've covered this before to some degree or another. Oh, and boy. and it's a little bit contentious depending on who you ask. Oh, good. So it was like like the the, uh, the Jack Daniels then. Is a it a bit, bourbon yeah. or is it a, okay? Yeah. All right. So my question is, and, and the answer that I got while in one location was, different than another but then they a lot of them all kind of blended together okay okay how did how did bourbon get its name oh boy uh we did talk about this one and there are there are technically three different answers to this question but i still think the most popular one and i think everybody comes around to is the the uh french uh the the family the bourbon family that comes from france uh, is that is that the the one the consensus you had? No, nope, that is not. The really, they said that that could have had an influence, but they were likely were not ever involved in any sort of making of bourbon. Not making, but but the name. I'm a well. Okay, then is it is it the 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 New Orleans based around bourbon that, street? That's also that's also a thought. Okay. <laughs> the, the one. So two out of the three. So what's the third one? Not all the way. Uh, it was the Bourbon Street in there. It was the, it was bourbon, uh, the bourbon region in France. And, it was the Bourbon uh, family. Of bourbon France. family. Um, I don't remember what the third one was. Bourbon County, Kentucky. Bourbon County, Kentucky, which was still named after the Bourbon family from France. So that's where the that contentious is, part that, of it would that, come that in, That right? would be the contentious part. Okay. And, and there, there was talk, of course, of the bourbon floating down the river to New Orleans to be drank on Bourbon Street. Um, people in New Orleans asking for, air quotes, that bourbon whiskey while in New Orleans. Um, it, 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 in my readings today, there were... <laughs> Your readings. <laughs> I mean, I'm such a student these right. days. Um Thomas Jefferson donated a bunch of land in the in north northern Kentucky to have farmers um, grow local crops. Okay, and so that was part of the bourbon area of Kentucky, where the theory, the theory is at least that was was were the home of the first bourbon distilleries. Well, that, that, I mean, that makes that makes total sense, I suppose. I suppose there's an influence 
all the way around oh, from all be. three of those things that came together to make this name. But right. I was impressed with the whole bourbon French guy. That had nice work. <laughs> Thank you. I, you know, I also bit of a student. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't. They call. They say we're not experts. Right. No, they're right though. They're totally, all right. Totally right. Okay. No, they are totally right. Okay, I know that we talked about this one before as well. All right, here we go. Which president preferred breakfast bourbon? Oh, man. The story goes that he would go out for an exercise walk in the morning and come home for bacon and eggs or whatever so he had wasn't for breakfast. So it wasn't Taft, the big fat one. No, not a lot Definitely of walking going him. on there. The Unless breakfast serving it to him while bourbon. he was stuck in a tub. Well, I know Taft is the reason why we had the Bottled and Bond Act. Because he was sick and tired of it all being crap. Um, oh, God dang it. I don't know this one. I don't know who did the breakfast bourbon. Wait, hold on. Like, um, second half of the presidents or first half of the presidents? So, I don't know, first half? The first, so it was an old, like one of the older. <sighs> there's, a, there's a whiskey that we had downstairs that was. The Truman? Truman. Yep. That would have been the second half of the presidents. All right. He was in the 19th century. Okay. Or no, the 1900s. I'm, I'm not big not on 19th my, century, 1900s. My presidential <laughs> numbers. Yeah, are, Truman. Oh, he had no kidding. He was the he yeah, was the breakfast. Go out for a walk, have a little breakfast, slam back a little booze, <laughs> run the country. Well, yeah, that's that's how you do it, we man. Should, I mean, that's they should be doing it today. <laughs> God, no maybe kidding. at least they're acting like they are. <laughs> All right, this is one that I in, right. re, in reading last night. The, this Julian fella says okay. there's eight distillers that produce 95% of the whiskey in, Ameri- in America. How many can you name? Eight distillers that produce 90%. God dang it. Okay. So this would be, so I would say, can I, so it's like Brown Foreman? Yep. Okay. Brown Foreman. Uh, Sazerac. Responsible for Woodford. Okay. Jack Old Forester. Sazerac. Sazerac. Okay. There's uh, two. They, Diageo. They make Buffalo Trace and uh, Barton. Okay. Diageo. Okay. Yeah, Diageo. Dickel and Bullet. Uh, oh, that's it for Diageo? Well, well there, there's the, a bunch. The big ones. Yeah. We don't right. have all day. <laughs> no, I got it. Uh, Brown Foreman, Sazerac, Diageo. This this sucks because <laughs> I, how many times, I know we've looked at this countless times. Uh, hold on. Okay. So now uh, give me, uh, is it, I suppose Canada is not counted into that. No, nope. we can't throw those in there. Nope. Although Sazerac and stuff has Canadian whiskeys. Yeah, um, they do. Let's see. Uh, okay, give me a hint. <laughs> one of one of this them sucks. is better known for their Japanese whiskey, probably. Oh well, of course, Jim Beam, Beam Suntory. God. Oh, now I feel stupid. Beam, if you beam, and beam and Maker's Mark. If you don't know Beam and <laughs> Brown Foreman in a, the United States. You shouldn't be able to drink bourbon because Sazerac and Diageo are not. Diageo's a like a they're, French or Spanish or I mean, aren't they? Isn't yeah, that kind of where they're yeah, from? They're, yeah, they might be French. Yeah, so that's four. What are the other four? Well, what's what's the big one you're missing? MGP. MGP. Of course. High West and Redemption is there. Yep. Well, there are two big names on there. Right. So what's that? Five. Five. Five out of eight. Yeah. So then you got Heaven Hill. Okay. Makes Elijah Craig and Henry McKenna and old Fitzgerald. Okay. You got Kieran, which I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that right. K-I-E-R. Uh, K-I-R-I-N. Oh, okay. They make four roses. Oh, wow. That one I didn't know. 
Then Gruppo Campari makes Wild Turkey and Russell's Reserve. I guess I would have thought Wild Turkey was made by, like, Wild Turkey. <laughs> I didn't. I wouldn't have put it with. What is it? How do you pronounce it? I, Gruppo. I, Gruppo Campari. I mean, Campari, okay. Campari is a liquor as well. Right. So. Huh, interesting. Using cocktails. So there's That's, yeah, five out of eight. I'll, I'll give you. Uh, I got four out of eight, really. I, uh, you had the point. Well, of, I had to, I had had the point. I, there, really, I, probably got three out of eight, <laughs> if I'm being honest. I didn't do super well there, but. Oh, that's interesting. Right. 90%. Here's an interesting one. Okay. On the average price of a bottle of whiskey, how much of that goes to taxes? Whiskey tax. The number is going to astound you, so aim higher than you think. <laughs> okay, so my initial thought, right, right, that popped into my head immediately was twenty percent. So I'll double it and say forty. I'm still not even close. You're kidding. So if I went and bought a forty-eight dollar bottle of one seven five Jack Daniel's Black. More you, than, you'd be overpaying for it, but yes. Well, that's what I just saw at the liquor store. They had it for $48, and $175. Yeah, you can get it for 40 Okay. You can get it for 38 Okay. Not a good day. If you don't <laughs> drop sh- it on the shopping, floor of right. your garage. You're shopping for it. And you have to buy Then it's $76 for what is essentially one, <laughs> one bottle. <laughs> okay. So, okay, let's go to, let's go to, uh, let's go to uh, Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. I'm paying, <laughs> I'm paying $28 for that. Right. Why don't you start with a fifty dollar bottle so a I don't $50 have fifty do dollar bottle? Okay, then it's then it's got to be at half or a little higher. You're kidding. Sixty percent. That's the whiskey tax in the United there's, States of America. Seven seven different taxes that I didn't write down <laughs> that go into the amount the price of your whiskey. Sixty percent. I am stunned at that number. Just stunned. Thank you, government. I don't, I'm just, I'm mad. Now I'm just <laughs> mad. All of the taxes we pay to begin with, and they put 60 damn percent into the whiskey that we yeah, like. roughly 60%. They don't put that much into the marijuana that you're hopefully going to be able to buy here soon. <laughs> right? I don't, I don't, that's, I don't have I'm, any I'm almost positive I'm, I'm not it's not tax on marijuana. Tax I'm not either. Trivia. Um, but that's, oh, that's insanity. Oh God, that just are, are you cheersing yourself? Now I am. Or? Tink. <laughs> you go you be mad, Houston. Tink. There you go. Okay. Well that's awful. Yeah, kinda. And the that's government just squanders away for right. forming another committee to figure out how they can tax somebody else for something. Sixty percent tax on the billions of dollars of whiskey sales. Oh, and then on top of that, they've got to pay property tax for housing all the <laughs> barrels that they got. We could pay the national debt could be paid off with whiskey, if if we just used it for that. Probably, Lord or, knows a good percentage of it. If we got would rid come, of a lot of politicians, would come from your home. You, <laughs> Rob Henry, is the answer. That's, that might be how they get my property tax. I'll just give them the rest of the bottle. You and Mark Tucker, my God, both yeah, of you guys together, and Gabe in there, of course. Oh yeah, you three, unbelievable. Okay, very good. all right. This one is just more of this one. Hopefully, is a softball. Well, I hope it. so because God, these have been hard. I know. I, I'm for sorry. <laughs> I, I, I struggled. I panicked. I panicked at the last minute trying but to. But I've been questions. fascinated by your questions, Rob. Bourbon is responsible for the invention of the straw. True or false? Oh, 
Son of a gun. That's a good one. Uh, the invention. I'm going to say false. Can't be. Can't be. It's true, isn't it? God damn it. Oh, you suck. Really? For the invention of the straw. Why? So in the late 1880s, cocktails were sipped through a hollow stalk of ryegrass, but it often left an unpleasant residue as it deteriorated. It's rye. Deteriorate. <laughs> that word. Yeah. Then a Washington, D.C. guy by the name of Marvin Stone decided that maybe paper would be better. So he took a piece of paper, wrapped it around a pencil, not the one that John Wick killed people with. Okay. <laughs> he removed the pencil, glued the ends of the paper together into a cylindrical shape, and it immediately caught on with drinkers around the country. And in 1888, it was patented and made of a paraffin-coated manila. So... And now we're back to paper straws. I was going to say, all of you people that have railed against going to paper straws, that's how it all began. And it began because of the world's most perfect drink. All right. So quit complaining and buy your paper straws <laughs> and drink your whiskey. Or just drink it out of your glass. You'll I know. I, who drinks? Do, do people still drink even cocktails with straws? Whiskey cocktails? I don't know. I wouldn't drink. Mostly. I wouldn't drink an old fashioned or a. No. Or I'd, I'd drink a seven and seven out of a straw. Well, maybe there you go. That's but a loud that's, American with a big three, two, one poured <laughs> on top of it. That's barely whiskey. It so, is barely whiskey. That hardly counts. But oh, no kidding. Well, that's another good one. Your questions are hard, Rob, but they're but they're, interesting. they're interesting as hell. Yeah, I'm that way. Yes. Are you? <laughs> not, not usually. Most people find me a boar. <laughs> Boarish, maybe. Boarish. All right. Not a, not an actual pig. Was that all the questions for well, me? I've got you another. Got, I've got, got another little. Yeah, well, okay. I, I've got a couple here, maybe. Oh, all right. I mean, I'm ready. I all can right. do this well, for the rest of the. We keep talking. But, I mean, it's not even. Oh yeah, we still are. We on got the all clock. kinds of time. So let's go. Yeah. So there. I don't know how to word this in the form of a question. <laughs> I just have this as a fact. There is a whiskey that is illegal to have on a plane. I could tell you the name of the whiskey, or you could guess why. That you can't have on a plane. You have a preference as to... Pretty popular whiskey, is it? Yeah. Well, the, you'll recognize the name of the whiskey for sure. And there's a reason why it can't be put on a plane. Yeah, there's probably others now. For the same thing. For the is same it because reason. of its high alcohol content? It is. So would it be... The one they called out specifically right. was George T. Stag Barrel Proof. What did it come in at? It came in at 141.4 proof and is deemed, a, is deemed a hazardous material by TSA. I can totally understand that, though. Yes, completely. So, Coy Hill lovers, you're, Boy, no you're kidding. Effed. Yeah, you are. You won't be taking that no, on the plane. No, Coy Hill or George T. Stegman. Because Coy Hill is at 150, isn't it? Yeah, 100, almost. I think the one I've got is 144, maybe something Oof, like that. my goodness. Oh, that's, uh, I guess I suppose that's interesting. I get it. I mean, I totally get it. You're drinking any, I mean, you, you look at the idiots that they're filming on planes now. <laughs> the, the most of, well, well most one of guy them are, started a fight with Mike Tyson. They right. Over, he probably wasn't even drunk <laughs> right, yet. Exactly. So many people are doing it not drunk, and then you mix the alcohol in there at 140 plus proof. God, I get it. Okay. All right. The stag barrel proof. Very good. What else I, do you got? <laughs> Not done with me yet? Not enough abuse? <laughs> no, not yet. I'm right. ready. How much 
bourbon goes to the angel share? 2%. 20%. 10%. I thought it was 2%. I thought 2% was the 12. Is it between 10 and 20? It's no. higher than that? 25? 30%? Yeah. 30%. Of, of now which... Not all whiskey will evaporate like that, though. Well, I imagine it has a better dependency on how long it's in the barrel. Now, for those that don't know, you Angel- have a 30-year scotch, then, you know, you right. have three gallons left in the bottom of a 55-gallon <laughs> barrel, then you got more than 30%. But Angel share is what they call the evaporation that happens while the whiskey sits in the barrel. 30%. I did not think it was that high. Huh. Okay. All right. This one we've also talked about. There are more barrels of bourbon than people in Kentucky. Yes, absolutely true. 100% there are. The number, as I continue to find articles that were more and more up to date, grew staggeringly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how many people are in Kentucky? According to... This 4.3 million, okay. that was the popular consensus kind of across the board. Apparently, they're losing them as fast as they gain them in Kentucky. And I'm going to guess 12 to 18 million barrels. You're a little high. Okay. As of October 2021, there was 10 million barrels 10 million. of bourbon. That's still. There's a little over two mil, or two barrels per person. <laughs> of you con- lucky SOBs. And people in Kentucky. Two barrels per yeah. person in Kentucky. Yeah. Too bad I just, uh, if you're listening and you live in Kentucky, uh, it's just too bad your state's the way it is. Um, (laughs) Let's not go on some demented political rant. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with politics. No, I mean. That's how you usually go. I I actually, I I was, I just crossed the state line into Kentucky and went to a distillery there that was an old dueling grounds. It was actually called, I think, Dueling Grounds Distillery, where they actually had duels. That happened back it, in the, It would be weird to yeah. call it that had there not been. Not have some people get shot in the face or with those guns <laughs> missed wildly, <laughs> right? Uh, but it was a cool little unique tiny distillery right over the border there. And it did kind of make me think, man, I would love to do that trail. The bourbon trail, I think, would be, you know, take a two months in the summer and just go through as many as you well, can. I love how you brought that around to the trail. <laughs> how many stops? Uh are on the Bourbon Trail. There's 30-some, right? There is. 33 or 34? My research, okay. as in-depth as it was, was says 37. 37. 37 right. distilleries, bourbon-themed restaurants, and historic hotels. Where did, do you know where it starts and ends? No. I I'm didn't, not I sure didn't care that much. Okay. <laughs> I, I stopped it when I saw 37, and then I wrote 37 distilleries, and then I had to read a little further and then figured out that it was... Hotels, some and, other stuff too. You yeah. know, okay. theme parks and All right. grandma's house. And well, I just want to just want everybody to know that I made your questions a hell of a lot easier than these. I came up with a lot more, but and they were interesting, did, though. You did have some good, interesting ones in there. Yes, those those are well worth talking. about. And I did spell Elijah Craig somehow with a <laughs> spelled I, it wrong. Craig <laughs> got Elijah right. Elijah Craig. Uh, National Bourbon Heritage Month right now. Of course, bourbon is the only. National drink of the United States of America. Nothing else has that distinction. And when you think about that, that's pretty amazing. When you've got Coke, when you've got, uh, you know, pretty uh, like other iconic beverages that have been created here in the United States. Uh, You know, for bourbon to be the one is 
is is pretty interesting. That was so. fairly recent too, right? Yes, it was, and uh, and it has to be renewed every year. The National Bourbon Heritage Month has, oh, to, be has to be renewed, renewed every, year. every year in Congress because apparently they have nothing else to worry about. Well, they're taking sixty percent right of our booze tax, so they better be doing something with it. <laughs> figuring out what stupid crap they got to waste time voting on next year. All right, so I think uh, we might get two episodes out this week. Honestly, uh, we're going to have Mark Tucker come in uh, and talk with us about what it takes to. To become a a whiskey, I don't know. I don't know what their word is. That's the equivalent to wine sommelier, but there's a whiskey version of that, and he is taking the test to become that thing. So we'll see if if that's something that uh, that, uh, that 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 he gets. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of work and a good time. Well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I would have stayed in college <laughs> had there been that kind of opportunity. What do you do so, with that information? I, I, well, you work you, at a place you, like you, Windsor Block downtown, and you impress the hell out of people. Yeah. That's what you do. Do, you, do, you, do they send you the samples? I don't know. Or you got to go, you know, go fetch your own. You're like, oh, hey, go out, buy a bottle of Pappy 20, and then we'll tell you what you're supposed to taste out of it. As far as Mark goes, he probably has it. He's got 700-plus bottles, he said, in his in his little storage unit. So well, he's beats, probably got them all. That beats uh, Gabe. Yes, it does. Suck uh, that, Gabe. Holy, <laughs> you got work to do, buddy. Uh, of course, want to thank Timmins Market, too, out in Rapid Valley and in Box Elder. And we want to mention that it's the only place you can purchase uh, off-sale the Jack Daniels Loud American Single Barrel that we had picked for us for this year. So you can either have it at the Loud American in Sturgis. Yeah, go to the Loud, try it, and have some steak tips. Honestly, I think, the best barrel we've picked so far. I would probably, I haven't had all of them, but I've I've had at least two other ones that you guys have picked. And yeah, I would would agree. This one's nice and sweet and caramely and, you know, what is it, 90 proof. Yep. And delicious it's a very good bottle and you can get it only at timmins market in the valley that's the only yep. place in you town right now buy yourself a bottle take it home and it's like 47 dollars, 48 bucks that's yep. a pretty good price for that deal too plus all right plus 60 percent tax if the government's taken <laughs> it's already, no, wait, no wait, that's, that's already in there that's already figured into it all right thanks so much for listening to uh, this edition of whiskey at work it's mark houston it's rob henry we've been drinking redwood empire in this one uh, if you find a bottle of this, the try rye it. or go, this Go one. down to the Windsor Block. Yeah. Try this thing. It's pretty good. It is pretty good. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey at Work. I am the producer and host, Mark Houston, along with Rob Henry. Our shows are engineered by Chris Jaquist, and the video and audio editing is done by our own Russ Haddon. If you like what you hear, we would love a five-star review wherever you rate your podcast and leave us a comment as well. It's Whiskey at Work on the Home Slice Audio Network. Whiskey at Work.